0: Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you, thank you, Peter. And a huge thank you to uh, Peter and Emma and Matt and Rachel and all those that have been leading and ministering while been away. I'm sure you've been blessed. Let's give them a hand and thank you for serving. Yeah. Creating a hunger in our house for the presence of God. I'm a bit croaky because I've been to Planet Shakers and sung myself hoarse for the last two days. Had an amazing time with 3,000 people, pastors, leaders um, from all over the world. Reggie Dabbs was back. Some of you know Reggie. First time back for five years. And that was an amazing encounter and uh, just a great blessing. And my spirit was filled up and overflowed. Mary Lynn didn't come because Rachel's due for her baby this week, tomorrow, this week. So we need to pray for, why don't we pray for God's blessing over Rachel and for a safe delivery and a beautiful child for Matt. Father, we just pray for your blessing, Lord, your favour, Lord, for a safe delivery of a beautiful new child, healthy and strong. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you're, you'll be there with her through this whole time, Lord. We pray, Lord, not for not too much pain, we pray for a blessing, a quick delivery, and Lord, your favour, your peace, your joy. Lord, I thank you that you're the giver of life, new life, and we receive that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your love and blessing overflowing in Jesus' name. Hey, today, there's an atmosphere shift is happening over our nation. At Plenish Acres, something significantly was stirring in the Spirit. Let me tell you, there's a shift of atmosphere over our nation, over our city. The enemy has tried to silence the church, to distract Christians, to get us off target but let me tell you the Spirit of God is released and stirring us up there's an atmosphere shift over people it's happening over our church over our families and today I believe God wants you to know there's a shift of atmosphere as you reach up and receive it as you reach up and receive if you believe you receive then you release believe receive and release and many of you need to release what's already inside because as you do there's an increase comes the flow increases say so some of you are saying God give me more he says release what you've got and then you've got more room for the increase that's why I believe God's people to stand up to serve to be free in 23 that's our theme to be free in 23 free to love and to serve And as we were worshiping, I felt the Lord say, there's a few people have said, I can't go on. I don't think I can go on. And the Spirit of God says, that can shift and change today. That thinking, that feeling of being overwhelmed, or I don't know how I can handle this responsibility or this pressure. I don't know how I can move on. But the Spirit of God says, there's a divine exchange available for you right now. If that word speaks to you, reach up to heaven right now and say, God, I release that thinking. Lord, that sense of being overwhelmed or it's, I'm not sure how we're going to run with and do this. I'm not sure how I'm going to actually move into that next stage of freedom or live out your purpose over my life. But right now, I will release a divine exchange over that thinking, those feelings of being overwhelmed or uncertain or fearful about the future. In Jesus' name, I release faith. I release hope. I release a divine exchange, and I thank you for it now, in Jesus' name. There's someone here, and you've feared for life itself, but God says that's broken in Jesus' name, as you partner with the freedom in Jesus Christ. It's gone. It's broken as you walk in freedom. Father, bless your word to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats. Thanks, Di. That was awesome, sharing communion. Love your heart and your passion. Just keep sharing your heart, and it's going to be infectious. Let me tell you, when you carry an atmosphere of passion, it's infectious. And uh, I want to share today just for a few thoughts on what atmosphere are you carrying? What atmosphere follows you? What atmosphere do you carry and release? Isaiah 61 1 says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They'll renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Hey. We need to get excited because God is at work. Did you notice there's a place of divine exchange in those scriptures? It says, in the New King James in verse 3, it says, I will exchange ashes for beauty. If there's ashes in our lives, hey, ashes always aren't bad. If you've got a good fire burning, guess what? Every week or so, you've got to clear out the ashes. So ashes don't always mean devastation. They might just mean... The extras that are around after you've been fruitful and successful. But he says, I will not let you be blocked by the ashes. I will remove the ashes and I'll give you beauty. The next one is, I'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. There's a divine exchange. You don't have to stay in a place of mourning. There are seasons of grief, there's seasons of change, there are seasons of loss. God says, I don't want you to stay in that place forever because I've come to exchange mourning for an oil of joy. And God does that by His Spirit in our life. And there are people today, God says, the time of mourning is over. It is time to move on. There are people who have mourned over ministries that were started but were blocked or stopped. And God says, it's time to stop mourning that because there's a whole new generation for you to reach. It's time to let go of the mourning over what was lost and embrace what has been found, which is God's fresh purpose for our lives. Oh God, better watch this, I'll push it over today. Wow, we need a stronger pulpit. And the third one is, I will replace the spirit of heaviness with a garment of praise. There's a divine exchange there that we have to choose to receive because Jesus died on the cross for total freedom so he said I've come for you to exchange and it's by the Holy Spirit he says the sovereign Lord's upon me the Holy Spirit's upon you and he's the one who helps you move from one place to another to exchange that That negative thinking or small thinking or frustration with deferral or denial or disappointment or even betrayal. God, said you don't have to stay there. I've come to bring a divine exchange where you choose to release and receive. Release the old and receive the new. Release the limitation over your mind. There are people here that you've got a stirring in your heart to reach people in our community to love people into wholeness but you have been limited by your own thinking or you're wondering am I qualified am I experienced enough am I too old too young too whatever hey God says I want you to have a divine exchange in your thinking and expectations Because when there's an atmosphere of faith, there's an expectation builds and anything's possible when there's expectation. God wants us to move from ashes to beauty, (coughs) from mourning to joy, and from heaviness to a spirit of praise. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, on our own, it's not just being really positive thinking and saying, if I just stir myself up every day, I can overcome this. No, it's the Spirit of God within that's going to release you. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to connect you to Jesus, the divine exchange giver. It's positioning yourself in His atmosphere. Being in church every week, it's awesome. The place is full and overflowing because people are hungry and there's a stirring of the Spirit of God. And at Planet Shakers, we heard stories of what God's beginning to do in a powerful way. There's a new authority being released. And God wants us to step up and step in. And I believe as our whole church steps into our purpose and destiny, mate, this world cannot contain the kingdom of God. It couldn't contain Jesus and it can, can't contain every spirit-filled believer across our nation and across our city. And it's as we believe and step into that, we will see that. But we can be limited. And then it says, but you will be called trees of righteousness. The planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. Hey, it's not about you, it's about him. The other thing that stops us from stepping into God's purpose for our life is we're too worried about what are people going to think? Am I good enough? Am I unworthy? Hey, it's not about you. It's about Him being glorified. And you are just the vessel to carry His anointing, to carry the atmosphere of hope into our world, to step up into leadership. Some of you are scared of stepping into leadership to serve in kids church or to run a connect group. Go, oh, I'm not sure if I can handle the responsibility. Hey, it's not just your capacity, it's the Spirit of God within you that will shift you and help you overcome your fears of people and limitations and the past. Let me tell you, your past God turns into a place of blessing. It doesn't disqualify you, it equips you to reach it with compassion broken hearted people. And we've got to see this as a divine exchange. The devil will get you thinking, well, I've failed and I'm, I'm not good enough and I can't do it. Hey, we've got to exchange that thinking for the possibilities when the Spirit of God is released. Oh, God, let that flow in our hearts and our lives. And it goes on in verse 4 it says, They'll be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. And restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. God, our city needs the work of the Spirit of God. And it's going to flow through you and I. It's going to flow through churches as together we lift up the name of Jesus. And it says ruined cities will be restored. Generations that have been de- devastated. Those generations have been devastated by by violence, by divorce, by by abuse, by addictions. That can turn around as we step in. Yeah, by the Spirit of God. You can look at what's been or you can look at what's going to be. That's why the windscreen on your car is a lot bigger than the rear vision mirror. I guess so many people spend all their life looking backwards and thinking about what could have been and what I've done and what I haven't done. Hey, you need to look out of the windscreen. It's about 25 times bigger than the rear vision mirror. You glance in the rear vision mirror occasionally to see where you've come from. But you don't dwell and live in there. God don't want you to have a divine exchange from living in the past to living now and in the future. God wants to shift some of our mindsets. Shift our perspective. Because we've got to step into all that God has for us. And there's great challenges across our nation. But let me tell you, God's by His Spirit is working. Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Not coming, it's come. Some Christians are always praying for what's going to come. God says, hey, it's already come, step into it. And then you'll see the unfolding of it. I get frustrated sometimes in prayer meetings because we're always praying about what's going to come. And God says, look, I've already come. The glory has come. Step into it and see how do I respond to it? How do I release it? And God's calling the church to release what's inside of us, the spirit of the living God. We're not praying what's coming. We've already come. And we've got to step into it. It says, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you what's the glory that's the weight that's the presence that's the atmosphere of awareness of the presence of God we sing that song let us become more aware of your presence the Holy Spirit's all here all the time we just got to become more aware of him and sometimes when you pray and worship or you're serving you become more aware of the presence of God but he's there with you all the time God says come on shift your thinking Your expectation, the Holy Spirit's living within us. He lives within us to bless us and then he comes upon us to bless others. And that's what he's doing all the time. It says, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples. I get frustrated when Christians spend so much time thinking about how dark it's getting. Hey, God says it's going to happen. But then it says, but the Lord rises upon you with his glory and appears over you. Don't spend all your time being overwhelmed by how dark it's getting. The Bible says it will happen. Let's be carriers of the light and atmosphere that shifts the darkness off people's minds and hearts. Don't spend all your time thinking about how dark it's getting. Don't ignore the realities because then we can speak into and pray and love into it. But I get annoyed when I see Christians spending so much time dwelling on the past and how dark it's getting. Watch what you post on Facebook. Hey, let's sow some hope and good news, not perpetuate darkness and fear. Let's live in the reality. And it says, the light rises upon you, His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Our world is searching for someone with passion and hope and life. They're looking everywhere. Let it be you. Let it be us. Let it be the body of Christ because they're searching for hope for answers don't settle for less i remember many years ago marilyn and i had just started pastoring our first church on the sunshine coast and this prophet came through i got him to come and open our new building he's an awesome prophetic man of god pastor david cartilage he starts prophesying over what god was going to do then in the middle of his prophecy six times he pointed at us and says don't settle for less i'm thinking god twice you're getting my attention six times i better really be listening because god knew i could settle for less he knows all of us can settle for less what's comfortable what stretches us a bit but not full stepping into all that god has for us as a church and as individuals and as families come on don't settle for less don't settle for what's comfortable or what you think other people expect you to do. Let's fulfill what the Spirit of God has called you to do. The vision and dream He's put in your heart for our youth ministry, for our kids ministry, for reaching in prayer and healing with transformations. Don't settle for what we have. God says, come on, there are hundreds, there are thousands of more people to be influenced by the kingdom of God. Don't settle for less. I woke up the other morning with it burning in my heart. Don't settle for less. I was reminded of that prophecy. I said, oh, God. But by God's grace, Marilyn and I haven't settled for less. We've just kept on growing and stretching. We're in our 60s now and we said, God, there's still so much more territory to be accomplished. Don't let age cause you to settle. Don't let sickness or illness distract you. They are real. You've got to battle your way through. The battle is to stay aware in God's presence. It's not battling to find it. It's just saying, God, keep me aware of it. Because as I am, all kingdom's resources are available and flowing through you. Lift off the limits of our minds and hearts. Believe for more. Receive. No, believe, receive and release. If you believe God's given you a promise or a word for healing, for breakthrough, receive it and then release it by your praise, your worship, your actions, your prophetic actions, your prayers of faith. I just feel really stirred that that too many Christians have lulled into a safe place of comfort and security during The last two or three years, but the Spirit of God says, come on, it's a time to arise. Shake off the dust. Come on, let's start dreaming again, and let's get busy serving our living God. John 12, verse 1 says, Six days before the Passover Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Well, that would have been an interesting story. Dead for four days, everyone would have been hanging out with Lazarus. Raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. So Jesus and Lazarus both at the dinner. Mate, everyone wanted to have a ticket to that meal. It was the best exciting adventure in town. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about, about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of your perfume you got Lazarus you got Jesus Mary opens the oil poured it over Jesus feet and it says the fragrance filled the whole house that speaks to me about a few things When you're walking in the spirit with God's presence, there's an overflow and what you carry, the atmosphere will fill the whole house. And let me tell you, it would have filled the house, it was on their clothes, so when they left that house, it would have went all through town. So when you come on Sunday, you get refreshed, fired up, stirred up, and guess what? It just fires you up afresh to carry his atmosphere and perfume and presence all week throughout our city and our community and your workplace into the into the emergency department at hospital in the classrooms wherever we live God's calling us to carry his atmosphere now Mary she could have thought wow Jesus and Lazarus love to hear your stories but God's presence touched her heart to break open her life and I believe that God's calling some of us like Di was sharing, just surrender who we are be hungry for all that God has because he's filling us and overflowing us and just carry his atmosphere the atmosphere changed in that house because She poured out her worship. When you pour out your praise and worship and love for Jesus, the atmosphere shifts. It shifts. God, teach us how to move in the atmosphere. What atmosphere do you carry? We can carry the fragrance of you. You can carry a hunger for God. That's an atmosphere. And uh, I'm caught up with uh, Luke and uh, John Briley and. uh, and Darcy and a few of the young guys that went down for Planet Shakers, and they were just overflowing. They had no voices left because they'd yelled and worshipped for three days, but they were overflowing with excitement and passion this year because they were. We pick up the overflow of the atmosphere. You don't have to go to a Planet Shakers conference to get that, but that can just be like a catalyst. Church is like a catalyst. Your connect groups are catalyst. But hey, the most powerful meetings I've ever been in is where the majority of people ca- came carrying an awareness of the overflow of the presence. You didn't have to wait for the worship leader to get to song four before something broke loose because everyone was so aware of God's presence working in their life every day because you love and worship God, there's an overflow. We're going to have two weeks of uh, prayer and fasting. We're joining with thousands of other churches around our nation and uh, for two weeks, starting Monday week. And we'll have more info this week and next Sunday. And encourage people to fast from TV or social media or sweets or chocolate or whatever we want to do or a meal a day whatever you can, and just give time to get filled up and refreshed and overflow and i believe it's going to launch us as a church and as individuals into a whole new place of increased authority and awareness of his presence it's awareness the holy spirit's always here but we got to come into a place of awareness and we need the divine exchange from the things that block us from seeing or feeling his presence That's what Jesus offered for us. And Mark Vericke's, I just got a couple of thoughts of a message. He spoke at conference that really stirred my heart. He said, atmospheres are contagious. They rub off. Faith, hope, joy, fear, and negativity, all are contagious. You'll be having a great time and someone comes in full of fear and, and worry, and before you know it, if you're not careful, whoa. You know? Or you're going to be sort of going through a tough day in the prayer meeting and someone comes in and starts praying the fire of God released and over the place and, and faith and all of a sudden everyone's ready to take on the world. Let me tell you, you the atmosphere you carry always affects others. It'll affect you, but it'll affect others. We've got to be aware of what do we carry and do the divine exchange with God to get rid of the things that are limiting us. So we carry a place of presence, of love, of hope. Atmospheres are consequential. In other words, you need to care for the atmosphere over your life and our family and our church because it has big consequences. If there's division in a household, there's not joy, there's not breakthroughs. If there's strife that's undealt with, it will limit the atmosphere. I remember going many years ago when I was just a youth pastor, to this family that were in marital strife and the pastor said can you go and visit them well mate i got to the front door i knocked on the door and as i walked in i hit this wall of strife i could hardly walk through it i knew them a bit but not very well i couldn't believe it i sort of staggered to a seat and this wall of strife just filled that house well i tried to get them to talk to one another but it was Lasted about ten minutes, and I just prayed and left because there was no way they were ready to deal with anything. I thought, what an atmosphere of strife! I was just—it was the first time I'd ever felt an atmosphere of strife so strong. Another time, we were in, uh, in a church, and uh, there was a custody issue over a child, and and the mum had the child for on Christmas Day service, and the dad showed up half an hour early to take over, because the service was still just finishing. He walked up the stairs, and I remember as he got within two meters of me, there was anger and violence oozing out of him. I felt it coming up the stairs. And he comes up just ranting and raving. It's my turn! And I didn't know all the story, but I knew that it was designed to be after the service. I said, please wait. Well, he wasn't going to wait. He took a swing at me. Thankfully, I was a bit younger and ducked frontline team were a bit slow coming to help but we survived (laughs) but i'll never forget the feeling the atmosphere of anger and violence he carried and i prayed and said lord that poor child and that poor ex-spouse that lived under that i thought wow how destructive is that and then I've also walked into places where the people are so aware of Jesus, you just, just start worshipping. You feel hope just come and all the negativity just drains out of your soul and your mind within moments. And people come to our church and often they just start crying when they walk in. I said, I don't know what's happening. I said, that's the presence of Jesus. It's the atmosphere of hope and love that fills this house. Let's, you've got to protect that. The fight is not often against people or even the devil sometimes. It's to fight is to protect the unity and the sense of atmosphere and being aware of that. Atmospheres are tangible and I've just told you a few stories. They're they're so real. Atmospheres are personal. We all carry an atmosphere. Have you had the courage to maybe ask a few friends, what do you carry? That's a scary thought, isn't it? When you show up for a meal or hang out, do you carry love, acceptance, hope, or do you carry judgment and negativity and fear and pain? Hey, God knows we're real, but we can't live in those places because what you carry affects everyone else around. And I've just made a fresh commitment. Lord, let me be a carrier of hope and love and peace and joy and breakthrough, authority in the Spirit to push back the darkness. We're going to step into that. It's your responsibility to care for the atmosphere of God in your life. That's why we pray. That's why we keep short accounts with God. That's why we don't let unforgiveness build up because it's going to mess up (coughs) your awareness. Atmospheres are changeable. They can change quickly. You can be in a crowd and one minute there's hope and excitement and the next minute there's violence or fear. And that's why stampedes happen and people get killed in stampedes because fear or anxiety or trauma overtakes a crowd and then they end up, people get trampled. We don't have that physically in Australia, but there's a whole lot of people get trampled by fear and anxiety and depression and negativity and anger. God, help us, help us to change it. Let's be a thermostat, not just a thermometer. What I mean, a thermometer tells you what the temperature is. A thermostat changes the temperature. We change the temperature. God said, come on, let's be thermostats this year and let's change the atmosphere around us by our words, by our attitudes, our bodily actions. And I just want to wrap it up with one more uh, um, scripture is Luke 8 I won't read the whole story but I just want to look at it quickly as we wrap it up today and Luke 8 verse 40 onwards and I'll just read parts of it and you know the story Jesus returned a crowd welcomed him for they were all expecting him. then a na- man named Jairus a synagogue leader came and fell at Jesus feet pleading with him to come to the house because his only daughter a girl of about 12 was dying as Jesus was on his way the crowds almost crushed him and we know the story that a woman who had uh, had an issue of blood, pushed in, touched his garment by faith and got healed. And then Jesus gets the message that the girls died. I said, don't worry, it's too late. And then he gets the house, kicks out the wailers and the unbelievers and a miracle happens. Look at the atmospheres that shifted in Jairus' day. Mate, you think you've had a tough day. Look at this guy. He comes in desperation because his daughter 12-year-old daughter is dying. So he comes with desperation over his life and crying out for help. And then Jesus is very aware of the atmosphere that's going on with the crowd, excitement. And this lady touches him with faith. And Jesus said, power's gone out of him. And the disciples said, hold on, there's hundreds of people here. Jesus was aware of his atmosphere that something of power had flowed from him to heal her said, who touched me? Now you can imagine Jairus. Wow, Jesus is going to come and heal my daughter. Now there's a delay. We don't know how long that delay took. It might have been five minutes. It might have been half an hour. And Jairus is now his atmosphere was desperation. Now it's frustration. Jesus, come on. I've had the faith to come and ask you. And now you're delayed. And then when the woman comes out of the crowd remember she was unclean shouldn't have been there anyway but she was desperate and touched Jesus she was healed then she shares a testimony then all of a sudden Jairus' faith is stirred up again wow if Jesus can do it for her I can do it for my daughter then they're on the way oh finally we're back on the pathway and then the servant comes and said it's too late she's died What happened to his atmosphere then? Hopelessness, too late, despair. Jesus said, No, she's not dead, she's just asleep. What atmosphere did he carry? He carried an atmosphere of faith over death and everything. And he spoke faithful words No, she's just asleep. Now, Jairus is not sure whether he's going to stay in despair or believe the words of Jesus, but he's just seen the healing and the test. He says, I'm going to hang on to Jesus' word, whatever that means. Does this sound like your day or your week? And now there's an atmosphere of faith again. Then they get to the house and the professional mourners have already arrived. And all the doubters are saying, Jesus said, she's not dead, she's just asleep. And they're saying, no, no. And there's mocking, there's unbelief, there's doubt, there's fear, there's pain. Jesus carried an atmosphere of authority over death and sickness and pain and fear. But he controlled the atmosphere. What did he do? He kicked everyone out of the room. All the doubters, unbelievers, mockers. He called the mum and dad in and Peter, James and John. It's interesting, he didn't even have the other nine in. So I'm not sure where they were at in their journey of faith. Or maybe the room was just too small for him. We'll be gracious and say it was just too small. (laughs) We won't judge the other nine. Where are you in this story? Jesus carries an atmosphere of faith and authority into the room where there's death. And he speaks. Tabitha takes a hand has arise. The atmosphere he carried was much greater than every other negative atmosphere that was around that controlled nearly everyone else and poor Jairus he's been going like this all day but the good news is the atmosphere of joy broke loose at the end and celebration because she came back to life. Maybe your day or your year is not as dramatic as that, but we often face some or all of those atmospheres in our lives. The phone call comes from the doctor saying there's an incurable disease. There's tragedies and accidents happen. There's so-called friends that just are really good wet blankets that just Throwing fear and hopelessness on every dream that you have. Say, so Jesus spoke to me. What do you mean, God, he doesn't still speak today? You sure he didn't have too much pizza? you know, you've got people that just try to steal the atmosphere of faith and hope that God's put in your spirit. And you need to protect it, nurture it praise and thanksgiving when you give thanks it releases the presence of god when he heard the testimony of the woman it restored hope in his heart when that was all stolen because the servant said she's died jesus came and spoke words of her. let me tell you jesus is speaking words of hope into a whole pile of your lives are you hearing it uncertainty about your job or your future Or where you should serve in ministry? Or how am I going to get through this year and see my family restored? And the addictions, how am I going to change this mindset? How am I going to get healed from the trauma of my past? I still spend so much time looking in the rear vision mirror. God says, come on, take your eyes off that and look at the road ahead and see my spirit lead you and see what can open. It's not time to give up. It's time to step in and step up. Step in and step up. There's people here. You've got so much of wisdom and grace and passion in your soul. It's time not to just think about yourself, but to reach out and serve our community with the grace and power of Jesus Christ. To step up and minister life to broken people. There are people here who have got leadership gifts in your life that are undeveloped, untrained, or you've just hidden it, you think, Oh, that's that costs me a bit to be a leader. I'm gonna run a connect group, mate, I've got to open my home every fortnight, I've gotta prepare. If I'm having a tough day, I've still got to show up. I'd really like to help on a roster, but what if I'm having a bad day and I don't feel like coming? There's something happens when you make a commitment and God's then, then you set the atmosphere of consistency and faithfulness. And guess what? God shows up when you're faithful, He shows up with faith to carry you through. But you've got to protect the atmosphere over your soul. Wow. Speak to the atmosphere. Some of you don't speak to the people or the enemy around, speak to the atmosphere over your soul, over your mind, over your life. There are miracles of healing just waiting to break loose in this church and this community. I keep saying it. We've got a hospital and a health crisis. The biggest answer is not more hospitals and more money that will help. The biggest answer is the, the power of God's healing grace being released across our nation. Wow. God let it flow. Lord, help us to carry your healing anointing into what's been dead so it comes alive. There are people here today, there are miracles in this house and we're going to stop preaching and invite the worship team up because I want to take a few moments to release the miracles of healing in this house. There are people here that you need to do a divine exchange today from a place of limitation into a place of expansion. A place where you have been beaten down to a place of overflow and breakthrough a place of success but you've got comfortable with that success and God says there's much much more some of you have started this first few weeks this year with great excitement others it's been a huge battle for you because the enemy's tried to rob you of the faith and vision before you get really going And if that's you today, we're going to open the altar a minute. I want you to do a divine exchange of letting that go and saying, God, fill me with all that you've called me to be and do. Help me to be aware of your presence. Let's stand in this. Thank you for joining us. The Basar Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basarchristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Art Christian Church.